Hello, this is Doug Walker, and with me is... Me! <laughs> the other me, because everyone says we sound alike. Um, that is Rob Walker. Sorry we are Malcolm and Tamra-less, uh, this commentary, but, like, it's just been a pain in the ass, like, find a day where we're We've not all, all sick. disease. <laughs> so much disease. Yeah, that's one of the reasons this is kind I'm of I'm still too. kind of recovering. Yeah, Malcolm was away on the trip, Tamra was sick, Rob was sick, and... Day seven of antibiotics. Yeah, so, uh, but, uh, fuck that shit, you want to know how the hell... Did we get Barnes & Noble? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, no, you want to know we, how we no, got no, 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 no. We'll start with that. How did we get Barnes & Noble? We asked. Now, the story about how we got Dante Bosco is really, really complicated. It starts about, I don't know, what, three months ago when we asked. Yeah. That, 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 that's sort of the... Okay. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thinks it's so complicated. Like, how did you do it? I'm like, we asked. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit more to it. It's like, how did he even know who we were and stuff? And uh, while I was doing the uh, Avatar vlogs... Uh, he pretty much, uh, saw the one talking about Zuko alone where I really praised the hell out of his performance, not even knowing, like, he was Rufio and had all these other parts and stuff. Uh, I was just talking about who, you know, what a great performance it was and, uh, how he did all this great stuff. He got wind of him, posted on his, uh, Twitter and stuff, and, uh... So we met at a convention called Momocon, and just both walked in the green room, and he knew who I was, and we just started talking, and we just hit it off really great. I mean, he is such a nice guy. Uh, and just at the end of convention, I said, would you ever be down for coming to Chicago filming something? And he's like, yeah, that'd be great. So it just spiraled from there. And... Um, I think the hardest thing was just getting your guys' schedules. Yeah, line. because this guy is mad busy. I know everyone thinks like, oh, he just, whatever, he acts and, uh, you know, goes to conventions. But no, he's got like, he's got like a production company. Everyone, he his family's is like a performer. Like he's one like, of those crazy renaissance guys who like does everything on the planet. Yeah, and, but it's so amazing because he's still so laid back and so nice. And he's not like one of those guys where... When you when he's talking to someone, he'll just make like small talk just to kind of be nice. Like he's legitimately interested in anything. He looks you about. in the eye and actually listens, which is not an LA thing. <laughs> <laughs> like it's quite the opposite normally. So it was really refreshing. You know, no, it's one thing to listen is that he'll keep asking questions about whatever subject you're talking about. Like you he's know, not as like, Fight Club would say, just waiting for his turn to talk. Yeah, uh, and he'll keep asking questions. He's whatever you're talking about. Like he's interested, and he always has a story about it too. <laughs> He's like I, a philosopher and a poet, and like it's really, it's like you know, you meet celebrities, and most times you're just like, yeah, you can tell this is like all they do. But I'm like, wow, I'm really humbled by how kind of like artistic and smart this guy is. Yeah, no, and he's just an unbelievably nice guy, and. Uh, this scar, oh, let's give Jim J. Ross credit, uh, everyone has said it looks better than the one that's actually in the movie. Yeah, that was Jim. He did a fantastic <laughs> job. Well, and also, too, it's like, why top 11 avatars and stuff? Because everyone has done Rufio. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, everyone using him for Rufio. So I want to see him as Zuko because I love Avatar. And even though I love Rufio, I think Zuko is a better character. And I honestly... Prince Zukio. <laughs> I wanted to see him, like a lot of people, I wanted to see him... In the movie, I wanted to see him play Zuko because he still looks super, super young and he has the voice and he could totally do it. Uh, even though he's almost pushing 40. <laughs> like, which is amazing. Can you believe this guy is almost 40? Uh, no. 
I no. can't, and I hate him for that. <laughs> like, it's... I don't know what unicorn he killed and blood he drank, but he still looks unbelievably young. I think he has, like, a picture of himself, like Dorian Gray, and it's all, like, <laughs> ugly and hideous now and looks like, you know, a 900-year-old Mr. Miyagi or something, <laughs> and he, like, just looks awesome. Um, so, yeah, so we, uh, we flew him out, and... A lot of people were kind of saying, like... Oh, yeah, no, I'm interrupting. Oh. One second. Really, Doug, Ember Island players, and yet no tales of Bossing Zay. You know, I was going to get to this, but Dante Bosco is so awesome, I wanted to talk more. But you know what? Okay, let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's no. talk about the giant this, Mako tribute in the room. This, um, this offends me. <laughs> no, okay, here's the thing. Whenever I do these top 11 lists, I try to find... And I don't even hate this episode like some people do, but this offends me. <laughs> I, whenever I do a top 11 list, I try to make it a mix of my opinion and popular opinion, pretty much. And Tales of Bossing say, like, I was going back and forth between this and Tales of Bossing say, and I pretty much, I was trying to look for episodes where all the way through they were something interesting and different and great and stuff, where Tales of Bossing say, even though it is a good episode, it's mainly one incredible moment, which I won't give away, but it's one incredible moment, and the rest of the episode is good. You know what? what? Uncle Iroh, Mako himself, cried for you. Uh, actually, technically, that wasn't Mako, because it was a tribute to okay, a dead so Mako, a so okay. you can't even What's get it right. You're supposed to be Mako. What's supposed to be Mako cried for you. <laughs> no, cried but, for your sins. Your sins! No, but honestly, here's the other thing, too, because I found out a lot of people said that Reboot apparently did something like this, except it was an opera. It was a recap of the entire show. Um, if I had known that, because a lot of this I really sort of felt was that it had never really been done before in this style... If I had known that, I probably would have switched out with Tales of Bossing Say. Because uh, there are a lot of people that say, Where was Tales of Bossing Say? Where was Tales of Bossing Say? Uh, and, and I told he, you to put it in there. I got down on my knees and wept. He did. And you pathetic. ignored me. It was so pathetic. He cast me out. He <laughs> threw me out of his front porch. It was like, Be gone! <laughs> um, so if I did have to go back, I probably would switch it out. Um, because I do really like this episode, but a lot of it did rely on the fact that it seemed like it had never been done. But because it has, with Reboot, apparently, um, I probably will put Tales of Bossing Say in there, so... C -c Consider that my switch. Too little, too late. <laughs> Shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> so, um, but back to more important things, like how awesome Dante Bosco is, because you literally can talk hours about Why don't you marry him? I, I think I might, okay? I'm gonna break up the marriage between him and his fiance. Fuck, no, 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 It's gonna be amazing. The dress is gonna look awesome on me. Fuck you, dude. I called him first. No, he is mine! <laughs> he is totally mine. Um, actually, with that said, we should probably talk about how we got the, uh, the Barnes & Noble, too. Because, like, that's, that's a pretty big... You know, one of the only book-selling stores that's still around. Well, chains, anyway. Yeah. And There's other bookstores. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Not many. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, no, there's independent bookstores everywhere, just not big chains. Okay, like true. Barnes but Barnes & Noble is probably the only, like, yeah, chain. Whatever. Borders was better. Um, but uh, Barnes & Noble is amazing, and I'm not just <laughs> saying that because they let us film there. It's just, it's, actually, I do go there all the time. Uh, well, but, but see, that's the thing, though. That's that one store. I don't think they represent Barnes & Noble. No, 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 that, that's the interesting thing, because, no, they do said, they? no, because when I went, because I did a signing there, and we had a big turnout. They were really happy with that because they're saying like, we've had Disney channels. Like they've announced on the Disney channel, these stars coming in. They haven't turned in as big people as you have. So they liked me a lot. And so I just called up one day while I was writing this saying, 
Hey, weird question. Is it cool if me and Rufio do a fight scene in your store? And the person, her name is Corey. I'll say the, thank you, Corey, because she was the manager there. Uh, she was she, awesome. Yeah, and she said, I think so. Let me check with corporate. And she went through a whole bunch oh, of... Oh, so like, she did check with corporate. Yeah. No, yeah, she oh, went through... Now, like, we, now we have to thank corporate Barnes & Noble. Oh, All right, no, well, no. I, take my, I take my borders quip back. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Barnes & Noble is still around. <laughs> They're the ones that did yeah, it. Dude, it doesn't matter what I think. Uh, but they, they were nice enough to let us do it. But the rub is that we had to do it before they opened. And they open at about 8 a.m., 8 or 9 a.m. So we had to get up at, like, pretty much a little before 4 a.m to shoot this, which Dante... That was, the, that was, like, the greatest Dante line ever when we're driving in the car. And, yeah, like, because Dante's, like, trying to do a vlog, and he's like, oh, man, what time is it? He's like, what time did we leave? Like, 5? Uh, about 5 a.m. when he had yeah. the makeup on. So, yeah. yeah, so we left at about 5 a.m. to go put the makeup on, and he's like, oh, man, what time? He's like, 5 a.m.? That's like, what... 3 a.m. or something in California. It's like, man, I'd just be coming back from a club right now. I'd be going to sleep by now. <laughs> like, I'd just be going to bed. <laughs> so we were really, really thankful. But every time the camera, you know, and he'd always take a nap, you know, to the, uh, whenever he wasn't on camera. But I mean, like, and he had the jet lag, too. I, mean, I like, do have a funny picture lag. on my cell phone of, like, him in the full Zuko outfit just sleeping on the couch. Just sleeping, Zuko. <laughs> and it was just funny because I'm like, I just took a picture and I actually sent sent it to my wife. I'm just like, well, there's something you don't see every day <laughs> for Zuko sleeping on your couch. Um, and so, yeah, whenever the camera was on, he would, you know, he, he was in character and he was totally committed and everything. Uh, but, yeah, whenever it was off, he would either... Again, be making chit chat with like you know Jason and Joy were there and he was talking with them, or he would just nap. <laughs> but my favorite is that in between, because we actually were finishing a little ahead of schedule, or halfway through we were ahead of schedule, and I said, well, we can either do a drive-through uh, breakfast or we can just go to a sit-down place. And he said, I'm fine with a sit-down place, and he still has the makeup and the costume on. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And so we go to Juicio's, which is great, Rufio and Juicio's. And we sit down. Nobody questions anything. It's like, okay, because we come in in costumes and stuff sometimes, so it's like, no biggie. He but, loved the free donuts. He's like, yeah, free donuts, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, we're just going to advertise Barnes & Noble and Juicio all throughout this commentary. Uh, but pretty much, we sit down, and he's talking, and you see he's trying to sort of get his focus back. You know, he's still trying to wake up, and he's just like, you know, and it's just so weird, because it's like, you know, I'm here, I I'm in this breakfast place, having breakfast with you great people. I have stuff on my face, don't I? <laughs> like, he yeah. just realized he was in the costume and the wig and everything. <laughs> like, halfway through breakfast, it just sort of hit him. He's like, huh, huh, okay. <laughs> like, he just sort of kept going with it. Um, so, he did say that he did cosplay as Zuko once for a party. Uh, so this wasn't the very first time he did it. Uh, but we're number two! Yes. <laughs> I think our scar probably looked better. Um, Are you saying he can't do his own makeup that well? I have no idea if he did his own makeup. Don't no. insult Dante Bosco. We want him back. I will never insult Dante Bosco. Ever. Ever. Because he's going to be my husband. He is just so freaking cool. He is. We, we, okay, you know what? We'll find... There's got to be some state where you can, like, marry three people. We'll both marry him. We'll divorce our wives. We'll marry him. And it'll be amazing. Because he really is that cool. I just want to bask in his glow. Yeah. Let's bask some more. That fiery glow. Let's bask right now. <sighs> <sighs> it's good basking. 
<laughs> Basking in Bosco. <laughs> no, that's what I called it. I was like, I said, I just want to bask in Bosco. <laughs> maybe we should actually, I was going to say, maybe we should talk about Avatar, but this episode is pretty much doing nothing but that anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you've seen this episode, you know most of our thoughts. I, I do like your when... list was Your list was fairly strong. I think Tales of Bossing, or Tales of Bossing Say was the only one that I'm just like, seriously, how could that not be on there? Yeah, Everything that... else I was pretty solid with. Yeah, that's the only one that fans were kind of saying over and over, like, where is Tales of Bossing Say? Oh, I love I... this. This is my Photoshop effect. Yes, very nicely done. <laughs> I, had a, I had a fun time doing that. I had like grab a picture of a ceiling and other broken ceilings and like a picture of Malcolm that was green screen that I inserted in there and it was pretty crazy. Alright, here is the greatest joke ever written, everybody. I was so excited oh just God. to tell you this joke. <laughs> and it came out so beautiful. Don't pause that page. Don't read what's on there. It'll just depress you. Oh man, that hurts. Cab bitches. Yes. Uh, yes. Hurt. I remember I was so excited you, to tell you. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> how do you live with yourself? After with my that? cab bitches. The book works. Oh my god. That was like it, everybody that has heard that joke, either online or even just amongst our friends group, either considers that one of the greatest jokes ever or the stupidest thing ever. I it's fall both. No, I fall into the latter category. I was okay. like, I read that in the script. I'm like, are you serious? Because you came up to me and you're just like, I know what I'm going to, I have this greatest joke ever, but it may be too bad. I'm like, what is it? Like, you're reading this cab pickup lines. I'm like, my cab, bitches. And then like, there was this long silence. I was just staring at you. I'm like, you're out of your mind. I was a long silence of me holding my hands out going, eh? Eh? Yeah, <laughs> you kind of did that too. Eh? Um, I should say, I want to bring up real fast, the books that I'm going through, at the same con I met Dante, they had the martial artist that taught the bending, uh, for the show, and I became good friends with one of them named, uh, Manuel Rodriguez, that's him on the, uh, book cover there, and also the guy who did the, uh, uh, fire bending. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's also there, too. And Bender, the robot, I have not met, but maybe one day. We were looking for a copy of A Song of Fire and Ice, um, and all of them had Game of Thrones in yeah, giant so letters. Or not. So I was walking around, and I just found that paperback that just said Fire and Ice, and you were just like, well, but it's not Game of Thrones. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> no, no, when I, no, I thought, no, I thought it was Game of I'm like, oh, it's not Game of Thrones? Oh. Uh, well, it's the well, title is better. Know, so. You know, maybe you know, maybe it was our dad. Somebody yeah, no, was dad was me. like, yeah. "It's not Game of Thrones." Yeah, like, okay, I'm just, you know, I totally apologize. That was him. He was going off on that. I'm like, Dad, nobody cares. <laughs> that fire bending for dummies kind of looks like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's right. Maybe it's two oh, books in one where they combine because they go so hand in hand. Um, I just remember the only issue we had shooting at the Barnes and Noble was as I like to call him from Futurama, Scruffy the Janitor. Yeah. Walking around. Like, it was basically this nice Hispanic guy, but he's just walking around trying to do his job, and he would just occasionally look at us with that look of just like, ugh. <laughs> like, what is yeah. this? No, no, and he got in a few shots, but, like, every time he got in a shot, like, he would laugh. I mean, he seemed really nice. Yeah, no, he was very friendly, but there was that kind of attitude of just like, you know, I have, like, one major job, and you guys can't even let me do it. Like, I have to work around these guys in silly costumes. Like, I think there actually is a show, when I'm throwing the comments up, I think if you look on the escalator, he might be on there. Yeah, he uh, might be in the background of one of the shows. Yeah, so, so, so check. Very friendly. He wasn't mean, but you could just tell that, like, at the same time, he's kind of like, you know, I work here, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Get on that escalator. Go down. <laughs> um... Uh, this this was, was a great episode. Well, this is one of my favorites. Well, I was going to say that this is the one that, uh, that, that got Dante's attention, too. Yeah. 
This um, is Basque in the Basque. What I did for the effects, by the way, the uh, the fire effects, uh, I got one of our guys that did the uh, some of the Tiboli Flea effects, and I said, I need you to make fireballs going in about nine different directions, and I gave him the direction towards the camera, slightly to the right, left of the camera, to the right, slightly down, going straight down, and because there wasn't too much time to do this, because we finally got the schedule worked out, and I knew it couldn't be November, because we had to, because uh, then it'd be too many theme months. We'd have Nostalgia Ween, then we'd have almost this Avatar month, and then we would have Christmas month, and then we'd have the January theme month. And I was like, I, it can't be November, so it had to be before. So we finally got this figured out. Our schedules finally uh, worked out together. And uh, so it had to be done really quickly, so I wrote this really fast. And I think be, because of that, I, I'd be lying if I said I sort of wanted to work Bosco a little bit more into, like, maybe a, a little bit more of him talking. But it's kind of like if you get Batman and Superman together, it's like, well, if they sat down and talked about being superheroes, that'd be interesting. But what do you fucking want to see? You want to see them fight. <laughs> you know, what's more interesting, Batman versus Superman? Or Batman well, has a polite conversation Not according with to Superman. all fans. Apparently some fans wanted you two to have a tea party or something. Yeah, exactly. Which, you Why know, don't you just sit down and discuss things I know, like an adult? I know, it's almost like I don't have an interview show where I do exactly that and can go as long as I need to, which I might be coming out soon. You didn't sit and talk to Dante Bosque. You had them there and didn't do a shut up and talk? Yeah. I'm like, how the hell do you know we didn't do a shut up and talk? Uh, yeah, I've of course we did a shut up and talk. We're not stupid. <laughs> it's coming out soon. You know, but again, it's like, not that it wouldn't be interesting, especially with Dante Bosco, because he is interesting, but A, we got a show to do it anyway, and B, we got fucking Zuko! It's like, I, you can sit down and talk with him, but what do you want to see? You want to see them kick each other's asses. I mean, that's the fun part. You know, and like I said, I think everyone always sort of imagined what would Dante be like as Zuko in the last Airbender movie, which, on the one hand, is probably a good thing he wasn't in it, because, you know, it was such a bad movie. But everyone wanted to see him as Zuko because he could do it, you know, because he still does look so young. You know, he just puts some makeup on and a wig, he can do it. Uh, so this was a chance to finally show this is most likely what it would have looked like, <laughs> except the scar would have been much worse because Shyamalan would barely put it on there. He would have had a slight sunburn. Actually, one of the funny little things, we showed him a little bit of the Last Airbender review that I did, and he actually thought Rachel's voice in the opening was Mae Whitman. Yeah, uh, that was fascinating. And I, I haven't told her that yet, I gotta text her, but I wanted to say, you know you actually did so well that one of the voice actors thought you were the co-voice actor. <laughs> okay, it wasn't until, you know, he heard everything change when the Shyamala attacked, he's like, oh, maybe that's not... May. <laughs> no, the Rachel trolls, like, be like, yeah, see? Turns out Rufio liked it. <laughs> um, so, no, I was definitely... Uh, he was impressed with the studio. He was impressed with all this stuff. He liked that we worked with... Uh, so close with our families, too, because everybody in his family is pretty much a performer. He's big into family. That was one thing I found out, because everybody in his family is a performer, and... He's just always, like, worked with his family and considers family a big part of, like, what keeps him grounded and stable. So, yeah, you keep coming up and he's like, it's so cool that you guys, like, work with your dad and that, like, you know, you're all, like, friends and, like, family here. It's just amazing. And, like, we're like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen, like I said, I mean, he is kind of like the Dos Equis guy. He's, like, the most interesting guy and all that shit. But, uh, like I said, I it's think... It's true. No, what is so cool about him, like I said, is that he can just 
when you talk to him, he's not just making conversation. He is legitimately interested in what you're talking about. He's not an L.A. douchebag, really, is yeah. what it comes down to. It's like, we would probably normally be like, oh, he's just a nice guy. We're in the Midwest. Mostly we're nice people here. But, like, when somebody comes from L.A., you have certain expectations, some mm. of which we've had met. <laughs> but you find somebody like him, and it's just like, it's like in any other place in the country, like, you may be the most... You know, you may just be like a normal kind of nice guy. You're like, oh, hey, that's cool. But if you come from New York or L.A. and you're like, this is like, oh, my God, you're the nicest guy on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> They're always amazed. <laughs> or Boston. If you come from one of those three cities, it's like, wow. It's just like, you're acting like a normal, nice human being. <laughs> he gave about three great takes of that line, very engaging. It was so hard to choose oh God. between them. We were laughing so hard in between takes. What an engaging read. Badoom. <laughs> you know, I was thinking to myself, well, I've done so many fights with the critic and, you know, with like the nerd and all these other people. I know, how, this was my favorite line. When oh. you confuse him with the slumdog millionaire guy. <laughs> yeah. He's so wrong. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too. He Because I sent him the script early. I said, look it over. If there's anything you want me to change, I'm fine with Because there are, you know, like I said, that line I didn't know if he'd be okay with it. He was totally fine with it. Um, he was just game for any, like, I yeah. was surprised, like, for filming this at 6 in the morning at Barnes & Noble, how just much he would give in each take. Like, he would kind of shut down in between takes, like, gotta take a breather, but, like, the second you said action, like, he'd just be like, whoa, 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 and yeah. just be, like, doing crazy shit. Um, and we will talk more about that crazy shit after these messages. No, I don't want to go! Um, that was scary. That was scary. That ad was really weird. I like target one. I like we had a couple of trolls. It's like, you know, this doesn't work when I watch it on Blip. This is obviously YouTube. I didn't get it. I'm like, oh my god. Well, if you haven't noticed, we have a pretty big YouTube audience now. So um, that was brilliant. I love that joke. <laughs> yeah, this. I really didn't know if this was gonna work. If I could do the effects well enough, but it was so surprisingly easy. Well, I kept like, asking hey. you, did you want any help in the? It was like, do you want any help in the effects works besides the Photoshop effect there? And you're like. No, I'm good. And I was getting kind of worried because I'm like, I don't know, some of those sound complicated. And like, that was like, holy crap, like, I'm blown away. Yeah, good every, everything on the first try for that YouTube thing, like, worked out. Like, I don't, like, I thought it'd take, it would take much more time, but it was just like everything, like, on the first attempt, like, the movement, everything was fine. So I was just like, wow, okay, I'll take it. Um, but I was trying to think, like, what, after all these fights, what could I do that's, like, even bigger? Because obviously we're going to build this up with the previous episode with him saying, you know, we're, we're, I'm going to fight Nostalgia Critic. I was like, what can I do? I was like, can he punch me and I fly out into Earth or space? Nah, that's, I can't think of how to do it. And finally I thought, maybe he punches me out of the video. And that that just seemed to really, really come together. And actually, and then throwing the comments, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if anyone's actually done that yet. I mean, it's, you would think somebody would have, but I don't know. If somebody has mentioned it in the comments, because I legitimately don't know. Um, it, but if we're the first, great. If not, well... It's like Reboot. I didn't know it existed, so you can hate me all you want. Um, I will. Yeah, well, I already know you do. <laughs> um, Should we talk about our adventures with Zuko in Chicago? Or? Uh, uh, let's first talk about, because I just realized I haven't talked about this yet, when we filmed the intro, or I should say the outro, of uh, the Top 11 Worst Avatars with Dante Bosco in it, um, your wife was there, and... Oh, my God. She, she, she loves... 
she loves Avatar and Korra, and she loves Dante Bosco and stuff, so she was waiting in the bathroom. He may while be we're the only this. thing she loves more than me, and I'm okay with that. We can't really <laughs> compete with Rufio. Well, it's like jokes happen. on her, we're gonna marry him anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I'll beat her to it. Um, but. Uh, she was hiding in the bathroom while he was saying the line, you know, tell them I'll be there in one week's time and blah, blah, blah. And she's literally jumping up and down, wave, fanning herself down, going, I, I missed all of this because I was working, <laughs> like reading my line. No, I, I could just see it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any of this. I only have you to go off of. And she insists, by the way, that that was a joke. Of course it was. Um, that's why but, she did about five times every time she said the line. Every time he I, said the line. I, that's what she tells me. And because she's my wife, I definitely choose to believe that. Because <laughs> I don't want to sleep on the couch. But yeah, she... That's what she told me. I didn't see it. I can't comment one way or another. I only have your word versus her word, and obviously I think you know who I'm going to. <laughs> I can say if it was fake, it was like one of the best performances ever. But because I will say this. She legitimate. kept it together really well oh, no, in, she did. in front of him, always. But occasionally, like... Occasionally, like she would, like you could see that look in her eyes when he's not looking. Like, oh my god, I'm actually talking to Zuko. Like, you know, Rufio. For her, I think it was more Rufio, mm. actually, because she grew up with Hook and loved that movie. I know she seemed to squee when he did the Iro line <laughs> from Korra uh, at the end of the. Well, but yeah, line. but he had his back turned. He couldn't yeah. see that. So, 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 no, so all she, no, no. But I'm saying like she really jumped up. Well, no, she. There, yeah. I mean, she really likes Zuko as well. I mean, we both squeed like little girls when his voice showed up in Korra. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, doing that line, like, so... But, um... Yeah, no, for me, the, the funny thing is, like... I didn't associate him with Rufio much. Like, when I met him. Like, the, there's enough distance, and he's not wearing the eye makeup. Yeah. <laughs> the, the silly, the, the, the feathered hat, and the full outfit, and the... So... Yeah, I could talk to him normal. It's occasionally, like, we would go out to eat or something, and, like, we went to some seafood restaurant, and, like, we're all looking down our menus, and he's ordering, and he would be like, uh, yeah, I'll have the, uh, halibut with a side of mashed potatoes and, uh, Coca-Cola, please. And, like, I would sit there, and, like, you, you just have these moments of sobriety, and you're just like, oh, crap, that is exactly how Prince Zuko would order a halibut <laughs> with a side of mashed potatoes and a so Coke. That is Zuko. Yeah, and, like, he would occasionally just say things, order things, and when you had, like, when you were looking away from him or had your eyes closed, all of a sudden you're just like, oh, my God, it's Zuko. Like, you would just laugh because it would be like, there's Zuko ordering fish. Well, and the, <laughs> like... well the, 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 the coolest thing for me was that, uh, you know, we're chatting, and you said he was a poker player, and I said, well, you know, we do, like, uh, uh, Texas Hold'em uh, every other week. He's like, really? And, like, his eyes really lit up. I was like, I'm sure we can put something together. So I think, like, the next night, like, before shooting, I even gave him an out. Like, I tried to go out early so that, you know, he could get to bed. But he kept going. I think he took second place. Uh, we do these little tournaments. And everybody there, because we were talking about it before, and they were like, you know, yeah, we're going to make, like, Rufio jokes. We're going to blah, blah, blah. And everyone was like, really nice and really humble and really serious treated yeah. him normal yeah, yeah. And, until and until the very end just as he was about to go everyone whipped out their hook vhs's and dvds and their cell phones like can i get a picture can i get it can i blah 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 and he again he was totally humble and totally nice about it, but the weirdest one was the one guy who whipped out a piece of rufio's hair from that the movie weird yeah how'd he get that <laughs> uh but no he, he said I'm he talking to you greg michaud <laughs> You know who you are. He's going to be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but no, it, it was like, that really was kind of a highlight, like playing, just playing poker with Zuko. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, we, uh, he wanted to see like the city. 
So it was funny, like, we went down to uh, the John Hancock building, or we, we kind of met up at Water Tower Place, where everybody meets in Chicago on the north side for some reason. There's always Water Tower Place, and it's like a seven-story mall, and we're hanging out there, and we're like, so what do you want to do? Because, like, you know, we got museums, we got, you know, we're a big city, and, um, you know, we got bars and stuff, and he's like, you know, uh, I think I just want to walk down and uh, maybe just shop. I'm like... Okay, like, that was, like, very L.A. answer, but all right. Like, so we're just, you know, here to show him a good time. So it's like, we went into, like, one store, and he didn't buy anything there. And we're on Michigan Avenue, so it's the big shopping part. It's Magnificent Mile in Chicago. And we walk out, and then he's just like, we're like, well, where do you want to go? He's like, yeah, I just want to walk around. I just want to walk around because the city's amazing. And we start walking around, and he's just like, I just can't believe it. I mean, look at this. These, these are, like, real buildings. This is like a real city. It's a real city. And I, I like kind of looked at him. I'm like, what, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you see, the thing about L.A. is it's an area. It's not a real city. It's just an area where stuff is. But Chicago, this is like, there's real tall buildings and, like, and real people. And it's a real city. I was like, <laughs> I guess this is an L.A. thing. Because he's like, and I was apologizing, too, for the weather. Because I'm like, literally, we had a gorgeous summer. I mean, the average temperature was like between 78 and 85 degrees. It really wasn't that humid. It was gorgeous. It was mostly sunny this summer. Second he flies in, the temperature drops to like 58 degrees. And the day we walked around the city, there was like maybe a light drizzle well, every once in a while. Well, he hasn't felt cold in years, So, sure, yeah, so. so I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, the weather's normally nicer this time of year. It's, it's early September. It should have been much better than this. He goes, oh, no, this is amazing. This weather's amazing. This is real weather. It's real weather. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, in, in L.A., we don't have any of this. It's always like 75 degrees, like, all year round. It's just so hot. It's like 100 degrees right now. Like, this is glorious. I have to wear a jacket, a real jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I'm, like, so glad that we could impress him with our tall buildings and fat, ugly people and <laughs> shitty weather. <laughs> But like, yeah, it's probably he, like a freak show to him. <laughs> no, he he had a blast. Like he's just like, it's just so real here. Everything in LA is fake. It's just not real. But it's this is like, just look at how tall that building is. You like point out like the Sears Tower. <laughs> like cool. So we walked all the way down to uh, I think it was the Buckingham Fountain. Yeah, and back we showed and him it was the like, bean and stuff. yeah, I mean, yeah. For, yeah, we showed him the bean and all this stuff. He's like, guys, got all this cool stuff here and. Basically, yeah, I mean, it was like a good, like, four-mile round trip. We were all kind of tired yeah. after we were done, and that's all we did. We went up to the Hancock building and drank at the bar they've got up there on, like, the 96th floor, and... Only $20 per drink. Yeah. <laughs> Order the skyscraper. That's only 15 So, but, yeah, and he was, like, checking out the view, and he's like, oh, man, this is amazing. So all we did was walk around, and he was so impressed by that, and I'm like, hey, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, Chicago's a cool city. Yeah, no, it is. I'm just glad we could impress, like, a celebrity with... Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, with walking. <laughs> well, yeah, like I say, he really seems like a guy who's just sort of like, he seems very optimistic and will just take the most out of any situation. He likes to travel. Yeah. Like, and like, you can tell when he does the vlogs that he's just enjoying being in different places. And it's really infectious. Like, he's got such enthusiasm. He's like, I'm trying no, Chicago it's contagious. pizza. I'm trying Chicago pizza and it's amazing. And <laughs> no, it's contagious how, you know happy and optimistic he is really i mean i think that's why so many people you know are just like they like him so much because he just it's like i'm enjoying life why aren't you enjoying it and then he would like look at these things everything tell us about all of these projects he's got gone yeah i got this like great idea let me tell you about this movie i'm gonna do and like 
literally like doing five a million things. Yeah, yeah they'll probably give me a heart attack if I did that. In every single project he talks about, I'm just like, I would totally see that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I hope he gets these done. I'm not going to spoil it for like, I don't know if any of this is under wraps, so I won't say what the projects yeah. are, but I'm like, all of them, I'm like, this is going to be amazing if he gets it done. Yeah, and here, here's where he finally, you know, we, we and I asked him too, I said, is there anything you want to change or take out or add? He's like, no, 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 that's pretty much my thoughts. <laughs> so, again, I was very impressed that he didn't want, it, I don't think he wanted anything changed. He was totally fine with the script the way it was, and he liked every joke, and uh, he, he always just went with it. So, um, you know, so on the one hand, it, it is kind of an excuse to work with Dante Bosco. I think, like, even on the top 11 worst avatars, people are like, well, I don't know if I agree with it. Here's what I thought of everyone. It's like, Dude, we just want to work with Dante Bosco. We, yeah, I know. Uh, it's like, it was one of those, that was one I'm of those doing times. this I'm, to set yeah. up working with Dante Bosco. And I love Avatar, and I mean everything I say, and I can't talk about it forever. But it's like, it's just an excuse to work with Dante Bosco. I, but at the same time, it's it's still a great thing to do, because I do love talking about this show. And it, this will probably be the last thing we do with it, because I can't. After Dante Bosco, I can't think of anything else we can do with it. Um, but yeah, it, it is still great just... Because the show really has had such a big impact, you know, and it it's really has... It's amazing. It is amazing, and it really has just left its mark, and... I, I tried to get you to watch it earlier, you didn't listen to me. No, no, a lot of people did. Like, definitely a lot of people did. And, uh, and in a way, Shyamalan brought us together, because it was like, I probably wouldn't see the show unless I, As you know, had to do the can. movie. Uh, really, yeah, by sucking. That's the only way he can bring people together. I love it. <laughs> oh my god, the lingo you had him using, like the Disney Channel lingo. Oh, that is all from the show, okay, the American drama. I had to go through and find lingo that he said. That is all stuff, actually, from the show. I kind of looked at him after he said that, and I was like, how did you do the voice work for that show seriously? How did you take it seriously and not laugh? I'm not, not sure laugh? I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day he, he was kind of like, well, I'm not sure I did. And then he's just like, yeah, it's just job like anything else. You just really like they tell you to. <laughs> so, and I'm like, yeah, listening to that, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah, for anyone, there is a shut up and talk coming. Uh, we're in the process of editing it now. So, I mean, it's there is an interview. Anyone that wanted me to talk seriously with him, it is coming. So, I mean, like I said, so you, you really get both. You get your big epic fight, and then you also get, you know, the serious sit down and talk. Oh, God, and Tamara in that Toph costume. It I'm made getting... me laugh so much because I'm like, she legitimately looks like Toph. Yeah, she really did. It, it was, was like amazing. a dead ringer. Oh, I want to say one thing, too, oh, with the because Jim did all the costumes except for the Zuko one. And they're amazing. And, but all the Zuko costumes, because we got such short notice when he was coming in, were all going to come in too late. So I there's only one that could possibly get in on time, and I just sent him an email. I said, look, I want to buy this. It is literally going on the voice actor, and he is going to play the character and we'll give you credit. Can you get it by this time? And they just wrote in big letters, yes, explanation point, explanation point, explanation <laughs> A thousand point. times, yes. Yeah, so that seemed to work out very well. Um, and that original ending, by the way, originally she goes, oh, fuck you, Dante Bosco. And I cut just before he punches her and goes, honor. <laughs> but I, I thought we had it with just fuck you, Dante Bosco. I thought it was like, just a perfect, perfect read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very short clips list on that one. So again, thank you, Dante. Thank you so much. And we are so grateful. And thank you, Avatar, for being such a great show. Cheers. <laughs>